Tremaine Edmonds is no perfect linebacker, but you should be really excited about the six foot four and a half, 250 pound athletic freak that's going to be roaming the middle of the Bears defense for the next few seasons. You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Bears, and I'm your host, Lauren Cox. I'm here to bring you your daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. You can follow me on Twitter at CoxSports1. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Lockdown Bears. You can like Lockdown Bears on Facebook. Join the Lockdown Bears Facebook group for even more Bears talk. And make sure you hit that subscribe button on the Lockdown Bears YouTube channel to keep up with all of our video podcasts as well. Thanks for making Lockdown Bears your first listen today. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started today. On the show today, we will be joined by Joe Marino of Locked On Bills, who's going to help us break down the new Chicago Bears linebacker. We're going to look at how Edmonds developed through his career in Buffalo, what he was from the start and what he was at the end, now coming to the Bears. We'll kind of look at where he might fit in this Bears defense, both on the field from a position standpoint and a scheme standpoint, but also off the field as a leader and a man who may be the new face and the new quarterback of this Bears defense. Joe Marino is a big fan of Tremaine Edmonds. Liked him coming out of college, liked him at the Buffalo Bills. He's not a Bills homer by any means. He's a great analyst of the Buffalo Bills, but he sees Tremaine as a very valuable player for the Bills defense and someone he's a little disappointed they didn't ultimately re-sign. So let's get the scoop from our local expert here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, we are joined now by Joe Marino, host of Locked On Bills and host of the new Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And he's here to help us break down new Chicago Bears linebacker Tremaine Edmonds. Joe, thanks for coming on and and joining us. I know free agency is is busy for all of this, but I guess just to start, uh, what you think of what was your initial reaction with the kind of contract Tremaine Edmonds got from the Bears? Is is that about what you were expecting him to get on the market? I, I think the Bears feel, Bears fans kind of feel like maybe they overpaid a little bit, but it's free agency, so you have to spend big. No, I don't think the Bears overspent at all with Tremaine Edmonds. That's exactly the range I expected him to come in. Thought he'd push for twenty million a season. Thought it would be seventeen to twenty. I saw some of the projections out there that you could find that were more in the 11, 12, some around 15. And I always thought that was too small of a number for what Tremaine Edmonds has proven in the NFL and the future production, right? That's kind of what you're really paying for. And what I think Tremaine Edmonds can bring to this Bears football team is worth every bit of $18 million a season. Honestly, wish the Bills would have gave that to him. Let's let's go back to when he first came out of Virginia Tech. What, what was your scouting report on Tremaine Edmonds then? And, and how did that sort of translate into the NFL early on. I know he's sort of, it's been five years now, or so he's kind of gone through the career a little bit, but how is things, how, how did things start in Buffalo and how did that compare to his college? Yeah, I love Tremaine Edmonds at Virginia Tech. Um, he was a player that I ranked in the top five of my draft board that year. I had him above Roquan Smith, to be completely honest with you. I just thought the ceiling was incredibly high, very unique physical skill set, 6'5", 250, 34 plus inch arms. And when you remember him at Virginia Tech, and I actually got a chance to see him live a couple of different times, 
Um, they didn't really play him as a true Mike linebacker, so there was always a bit of a transition for him to the next level. And, oh, by the way, he was drafted at 19 years old. Right, We're talking about a teenager we're watching at Virginia Tech uh, compared to the man that we've seen him develop into in the NFL. And one little nugget here on Tremaine Edmonds as I tried to figure out why he didn't go higher. And, look, we're talking about, what was he, number 16 pick in the draft. It's not like he went – too far down, but I thought he was a guy that could potentially go higher just considering the unique skill set, the length, the size. There was legit concerns about him and how much more he was going to grow. Like he had a big growth spurt late, right? While he was at Virginia Tech and people thought he was just going to keep getting taller and wouldn't know where to play him on the field. And I think that gave some teams uh, some pause about maybe picking him higher. I, I validated that through a couple of different NFL scouts that I've had a chance to speak with Tremaine Emmons on. Uh, but yeah, I loved him coming out of Virginia Tech. I figured there'd be a bit of a transition. I think he came to the Bills at a great time, 2018, where they were really kind of starting their glow up as a football team. And you know, Josh Allen was also part of that 2018 draft class. The Bills had two first-round picks, Allen and Edmonds, and that was kind of your quarterback on offense, your quarterback on defense. And well, five years later, the Bills said goodbye to their quarterback on defense, and it's a big get for the Bears. Yeah, how, how did you see his performance? trend over time in Buffalo. I, I think there's this there's this perception that like maybe he struggled a bit early on. I know the PFF grades weren't great yeah. early in his career, but like he also made the Pro Bowl in 2019 and 2020. There's an irony there that I think there's a it mirrors Roquan Smith a little bit where like there's this perception that of how good he is versus how good he actually was and that there was kind of a split on whether or not you really believed how great he could be. So I guess how did you sort of view Edmonds over that time from from beginning to now? Well, I'll tell you this, Tremaine Edmonds is one of the most polarizing players on the Buffalo Bills or was. You you would get people like me that can rave about Tremaine Edmonds and you can get people that can sit here and really not have much of a uh, fond memory of his time in Buffalo. And I, I think some of that is just calibrating expectations. I think some of that is it's hard to understand linebacker play and what's good and what's not good in the NFL. Um, and so you you would you can get wide-ranging opinions. I certainly have a lot of convictions about the player that I watched over the last five years and what he meant to a really, really good NFL defense. And um, what I would say that I think is important here is that Tremaine, at 20 years old, was a captain for the Buffalo Bills on a defense that had Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer and ascending talent like a Tredavious White. It was Tremaine Edmonds that's getting the C on the jersey. Even Matt Milano was there before Tremaine Edmonds. And for him to become a leader so early in his career on a top-shelf defense. I mean, the Bills were were in the top three in scoring, I think, two of the last three seasons, four of the last six. They're in the, in the top five of total defense. I mean, he has been in the center of some really, really good NFL defenses. And does he make every play that you want him to? No, he's not a, he's not a player that I would say is an outstanding downhill player, right? He's never been a great stack, shed, uh, sniff out the ball between the tackles. But what this man offers with range and ability in coverage is huge. And I like that they got TJ Edwards to kind of take some of that from Tremaine. He's your more downhill player. I think that's going to be a nice compliment where you can free up Tremaine to be more of a space player. And this guy's ability to cover, his ability to get depth, his ability to threaten the A-gaps and, and, and rotate out quickly and cover ground, when you have that frame and, and that length in the middle of the field, it really alters the way that quarterbacks are going to be willing to challenge your defense and where they can really think they have access and slot throws. That's a big old dude to get the ball over, and he can move. And so I think we're, it just comes down to what you value. If you want the downhill thumper that's going to make every run stop, you're not going to love Tremaine Edmonds. 
But if you want guys that can run and cover and play in space and win in today's modern NFL, you can't ask for more than what Tremaine Edmonds offers. This episode of Locked on Bears is brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets right back to you if your first bet doesn't win. You just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plenty of different ways to bet right now, even on football during the offseason. You could bet on the NFL draft, which players will be the first players drafted at their position, offensive linemen, wide receivers, tight ends, etc. You can bet on futures for the NFL season, the March Madness tournament you can bet on, plus the NBA season, and so much more. FanDuel is the number one place we recommend for your sports bets year-round. Don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in free bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL and NBA. Why is it that a guy who's what you know six foot four, two hundred and fifty odd pounds, or whatever he's listed at now, six five even? Why isn't someone that big and that fast better at coming downhill and being a thumper in the running game? It's a good question. Um, I think part of it is I don't think he's a super instinctive downhill player, and so I think a lot of times your your players that are good downhill they have instincts, they can get ahead of the flow of the play, right? So because he's can be a little bit. Uh, a little bit too into that philosophy of, of, you know, linebackers are kind of coached slow till you know, right? So you slow play, slow play, slow play, trigger, right? You wish the trigger was a little quicker. And because it's not super quick, there are times where, well, guys get on the second level and they, they're able to seal him and he's not necessarily good at stacking and working over top and scraping. So, you know, that's I think that's part of the give and take with Tremaine Edmonds. Uh, but like I said, I think when you have a guy like TJ Edwards, just like the Bills had a guy like Matt Milano, who's very good at knifing in and making those downhill plays, Uh, You have a nice complimentary skill set, and that can free him up to do other things and maybe use him more in some of a pursuit-style role as opposed to always being that Mike downhill player. But my goodness, think about Matt Aberflus and his ability to work with linebackers. I mean, a long history there. And um, you think about what he did with the Colts and – uh, is it Shaq Leonard now? I always, this is it's a big change when you call somebody something for so long and then you got to switch, man. It's tough. So Shaq Leonard and, and Tremaine's got every bit of that ability inside of him. What about moving backwards in coverage? I mean, obviously that that's his strength, but is it is it mainly because of the side of speed, size and speed, and just you know freak athletic ability, or or are the instincts better for him moving backwards and you know reading a play with the quarterback in front of him as opposed to attacking downhill? Yeah, I think he's just instinctively better in coverage. I think he has a really good feel for route combinations, how to leverage routes, uh, how to read the eyes and work into throwing lanes and really making those quarterbacks second guess. I mean, not that Tremaine has a ton of interceptions. If he caught them all, he would have a ton of interceptions. I'll tell you that. I've seen he he does drop his share of interceptions, but he's there, right? He's pass breakups are a good play. Uh, He's a linebacker, not a tight end for a reason, but uh, it's that that ability to get depth to read the backfield to work into throwing lanes and use his physical gifts. I mean, that's what makes him really a big-time asset in the middle of the field. Why do you think the Buffalo Bills didn't ultimately end up re-signing him? It's a great question, um, As and I'll say that I wish the Bills did, so let's start there. Sure. I think it, what, it, what it comes down to is having that much money tied up in the linebacker position. Um, they're paying Matt Milano a good amount of money. Uh, they just actually extended him up to $14 million a season for two more 
after he has two more at 11. So I think this came down to the Bills roster just continues to get more expensive. Um, and with that, you have to you have to say goodbye to some players. And the Bills really haven't had that hard goodbye yet. As it's gotten expensive, I mean, you lose a Harrison Phillips, okay, a John Feliciano. You know, those aren't, those aren't moves that are going to really uh, keep you up at night. I think this was finally that moment where the Bills had to say, well, if we want to have more depth in a more balanced roster, um, you know, we we probably need to reallocate that money that we would give to Tremaine to other players. And you have an opportunity like the Bears who came into this offseason with the most cap space in the league with a, a, a good amount of needs, obviously, to fill. It's more of an opportunity for them to commit that type of money uh, to a Tremaine Edmonds. I mean, the Bills are paying Josh Allen a market value contract, $43 million a season. Um, and so that changes who you can keep. I, predictively, I didn't think we'd be here. This was the second player that Brandon Bean ever drafted as the GM of the Bills. They traded up to get him. They have five years of experience with him, four-time team captain. We talked about you know how he's been in the middle of these really good defenses. Predictively, I didn't think that the Bills would prioritize Poyer over Edmonds, but I think it really just kind of came down to, well, there was $18 million a year out there for him in Chicago. Uh, a great fit, obviously, with Matt Eberflus and the style of defense he's going to play. An opportunity for Tremaine to be the leader of that defense and be the face of that defense. You know, he's going to be that guy, right? Uh, a lot of young players around him. He can really step in and, and really just take control of that unit. Where in Buffalo, I mean, there's Von Miller and there's Micah Hyde and there's Jordan Poyer and there's Trey White. And, you know, there's a lot of guys on that defense. Well, this is his chance to be that dude, Matt Milano as well, right? A lot of names. This is his chance to put his stamp on an NFL defense, be a leader, something he's proven. Uh, on a team that's had a lot of success, that's went deep into the or not well, I, they've won a playoff game the last three years. That's pretty good. Only the Chiefs can say they they did that along with the Bills. You know, we're all waiting for Josh Allen to get the Bills a little bit more over the hump. But I think for Tremaine, I just feel like this is a really good opportunity for him in so many different ways. Yeah, does his personality match that that leadership role? I mean, what does he like off the field? What is what is the fan base kind of feel about the man under the helmet there? That's something we've gotten to see a lot more in recent years where you can just feel like he's getting more comfortable in his own skin. Um, Sean McDermott, uh, big process guy, culture guy, wants people that are wired the right way with good DNA, right? Uh, all the good football character. And and Sean McDermott raved about the Edmonds family, his mom and dad, the support system in place for him to just be an, an outstanding individual, right? Just a, a really just clean character, you have no concerns about that. He's going to be a great face of your of your defense and um, gives you all of that stuff, right? You'll be proud to have him on your football team, and so that matters a lot. Um, obviously, his dad, you know, played in the NFL. His brother, another uh, NFL player, currently Terrell, former first round pick, the same year that Tremaine was. Um, so I still have to say, he came to the Bills. He's 19 years old. So seeing him now, is he even 25 yet? I think he turns 25 in May. Um, seeing that come out of him more and more every year has been fun to see where, you know, you could see that he's become more comfortable in his own skin, being more vocal. Um, you know, you certainly have a lot of great content put out there by these teams now with the mic'd up stuff. And so as we see, we saw more of that, you got more comfortable about that personality that he he brings to the table, but you know, he'll be a, a great um, asset for the team, not only on the field, but off the field. Obviously, Matt Eberflus <laughs> knows what he's doing with linebackers. But if you're if you're placing Tremaine Edmonds in Chicago with TJ Edwards, how do you split them up between Will and Mike? Because I, I could see, you know, you want Edmonds to be that middle of the field cover two defender, but maybe as a Mike, he's a little bit more critical in in the running game, and you might not want TJ Edwards as the Will if he's going to have to be out in space more. But 
you know, I, I can sort of see an argument in both cases. How, how might you try and assign those two linebackers roles in, in a Bears 4-3 defense? That's a good question, Lauren. And I'm sure you're going to spend a lot of time in the next few months kind of trying to sort that out for yourself. Um, it does create an interesting contrast. And I think maybe you ultimately would have maybe a strong side linebacker and a weak side linebacker. And in, I'm sure that the Bears, like most teams, won't really be in base very much, right? You're going to have two linebackers on the field. Um, and so I, I think if you really want to maximize what both of those players give you, you may want to have Tremaine more as a pursuit style player. Uh, that is more of a matchup guy and rely on TJ Edwards, who's much more limited athletically, but, but perhaps a better downhill player and maybe have him as the mic. I, I don't, I don't know that. I don't know that you have to get super stressed out about that. I think you have two good complementary skill sets and that's what matters. And trust Matt Eberflus to, to maximize their opportunity to make plays for the defense. Yeah. I would say like, they don't have to be married into one spot, right? They can both kind of oh, learn both, and then yes. depending on the formation and the coverage call, like they can kind of fill both roles. I agree. I think that's I think that's the versatility that they they want to be able to play here. Uh, one last thing that stands out for me with him: you look this last season missed a couple of games with injuries. Uh, you know, each year before usually misses about a game a season. Is that regular wear and tear stuff, or were, were there real questions or concerns or perception about his reliability and durability at all? Not really. I remember uh, a couple of years ago. I think it was the 2020 season where he had a shoulder injury and he kind of played through it. And there was a lot of commentary coming from Sean McDermott and Leslie Frazier, who was the defensive coordinator at the time about how this is really the first time Tremaine's ever had to play through an injury. Right. And, and, and that's a unique thing for a player to have to um, deal with that, where he never really had to, to that point. But yeah, he's, he's missed a game or two here and there, but I, I I'm not sure that there was ever a sustain a substantial stretch uh, where he wasn't on the field, but I can tell you every time he wasn't out there, I knew it. I mean, uh, and, and probably the, the, if you want to get an appreciation for Tremaine Edmonds, go back and watch the Vikings game this year. And and he played the first half and not the second half. And that's all I'll say. Just a night and day situation. I think you can appreciate the contrast and what he brings and the impact that he made and then what happened in that second half of that football game. So there's there's one for you to have on the radar. Well, it's really easy to appreciate the impact you have on us here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Joe, your Bills analysis is second to none. Really appreciate you coming on with us. And you know what? Since the Lockdown NFL Scouting Podcast is brand new here in the Lockdown Podcast Network, not everybody listening to this will have heard of it yet. Can you give us tell, tell us a little bit more about what that's going to look like with, with you and Kyle Krabs? Yeah, I appreciate that. So Lockdown NFL Scouting, free and available on all platforms, obviously, including YouTube. And the show is all about roster construction and team building in the NFL. And being aware of life cycles that every team has and looking at every move that's made through that lens and trying to understand uh, why certain decisions are being made for teams and putting that through this to the scope of, of team building and roster construction. So we're going to be talking about all the teams in the NFL through that lens. And, you know, we're certainly still talking draft and looking at things more, not necessarily from the prospects up to the NFL, but from the NFL down to the prospects. So, that type of lens is going to be on what we cover. And man, we're really excited about shifting the focus of our podcasting efforts there and, and elated to bring it to the Locked On Podcast Network. Oh, really excited to see how that all comes together, Joe. Thanks so much for joining us today. Yeah, glad to do it. Thanks again to Joe Marino from Locked On Bills and Locked On NFL Scouting for joining us on the podcast today. If you enjoyed our conversation, make sure you hit that subscribe button to keep up with all of our daily in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis available wherever you find your podcasts and on YouTube. 
I'd be remiss if we ended the podcast today without at least mentioning the Aaron Rodgers news that we're all very sick of hearing, and we don't need to get into a lot of the details on that, but it is an end of an era for a player the Bears have gone against for so long. I know some Bears fans a little disappointed that you didn't get one more opportunity to try and beat him this season while a member of the Green Bay Packers. I also think on the other side of the spectrum, he's no longer one of the obstacles in the way for the Bears and Justin Fields. The division is open now. It's the Bears for the taking. And there's a spot now for Justin Fields to develop and emerge as the best quarterback in the NFC North. That's got to be the goal. That's got to be the hope. That's got to be what this Bears team is pushing for this season and beyond as they continue to build around him. So we won't see him on the Bears schedule this season with the New York Jets. The only time we would see Aaron Rodgers would be in the Super Bowl. And I don't think the Jets are going to be there. And I don't think the Bears are quite going to be Super Bowl bound in this first you know, rebuilding season as they build around Justin Fields, but a lot of room for optimism in this new NFC North. And it's certainly there for the taking and there for Ryan Pulse to try and reestablish something and take the NFC North crown. It's a really exciting time. We are going to hear from your Chicago Bears general manager on tomorrow's podcast because Thursday morning, Ryan Poles is meeting with the media as is DJ Moore and all of the Chicago Bears first wave free agent signing. So we're going to have all the important quotes. We're going to read between the lines. We're going to figure out everything we can about this Bears team and these new players. So make sure you come on back for tomorrow's podcast. Keep making Locked on Bears your first listen each and every day. If you're looking for your second listen, now that we're wrapping up, check out the Locked on NFL Scouting podcast with the draft dudes, Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs. We heard Joe talk about it a little bit at the end there, but it's really an exciting new venture for us here on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day, and they're looking at every team. What makes an NFL franchise successful? Those two those two dudes have great chemistry, and they know the game really, really well. So go check out Locked On NFL Scouting for your second listen. Come on back tomorrow for another episode of Locked On Bears. And of course, you have to come back for your next opportunity to bear down.